0: The Whole Home Show with Tony Joe on CFAX 1070. You're listening to The Whole Home Show, and I'm Tony Joe, brought to you in part by Denise Webster, mortgage broker with Dominion Lending Services Modern Mortgage Group. And Lori Zorn, insurance manager for Island Savings. If you need an opinion from experts in insurance and mortgages, Denise and Lori are great people to chat with. Uh, to find them, just visit the CFAX1070.com website and look under shows. You'll find us, the Whole Home Show with Tony Joe. You'll find their contact information, or you can always find me uh, on the website uh, or anywhere on social media, uh, which is also a reminder because if you're looking for a second opinion on real estate, you need an expert realtor, that is my primary occupation. I'd be happy to help you if you want a second opinion. Feel free to call me. Love to chat with you. We're having a design show this week. With us are, as guests are Amy McGeechie from McGeechie Media and Design and also Daria Bunting from iDaria Designs. We'll have discussions today about uh, design trends, ways to beautify your home, finding more organizing and closet space, maybe talking about some reupholstering of your beloved pieces, so much more. There, there, this is a big conversation. I'm not sure uh, our, our hour here together is going to be long enough because uh, people love this topic here. Uh, anyways, let's always start with our weekly listener question. Uh, If you have a question about real estate uh, or a curiosity, you can always call our hotline, which is 250-414-6540, or find us on the cfax1070.com website. Uh, Let us know the question that you have, and we'll discuss it on the air. This week, I received an email from Stan, and I'll just read it to you here. We're looking at a house with an illegal suite. Will making it legal increase the value of the house? Great question, Stan. First of all, I have to say, it wasn't that long ago where every suite in Victoria was pretty well illegal. In fact, a number of municipalities did not permit additional suites. When I started in the business in 1991, I remember specifically View Royal was very much against suites. uh, Oak Bay, very much against suites. And actually today, it still remains almost a holdout of the municipalities as far as having suites in their homes. Uh, A few years back, uh, starting with the city of Victoria, I think it was, the city uh, enacted a program where people could legalize their suites. It requires a number of things, though. So first of all, of course, everything needs to be done to code and with permit. And when we say to code and permit, it means today's code and permit. Uh, The complication arises when you have a house that's had an existing suite in it for many years, say a typical 1940s or 50s house in Greater Victoria. Maybe a suite was added in back in the 70s or the 80s. What is required is for the plumbing and electrical and uh, other major articles in the suite to be brought up to today's code. And if it is passed, it's great because it means the suite is legal, why you would want a legal suite is because, first of all, banks can use the legal status to be able to apply the income of the suite towards qualification. So if you're thinking of buying a home, it's a great way to get that house with a suite because banks can use that calculation. Their, their risk, of course, if it is an illegal suite, so one that has a suite that is not legal, is the suite can be shut down at any time. Generally speaking, it's the neighbors who complain if there's, say, too much noise, too much garbage, uh, too many parked cars. If a neighbor complains, then it is possible that the bylaw officers will come by, uh, basically tell you you're not allowed to use the suite anymore. They typically remove the uh, outlet, the 220 outlet for the stove uh, to prevent that from being used as a full-time kitchen and the bad news for the owner is it means that they lose that income that they've been drawing. And if you needed that in order to afford owning the house, that can be very, very problematic. So that's what happens with a suite that is is not legal. I should mention, by the way... <laughs> um, First of all, if a tenant complains about the suite they're in, like if they call the city and say, I think I'm in an illegal suite, the city does not respond to that because that's a tenancy issue. It's always the neighbors. And if the neighbors complain, Uh, the other interesting thing that we find is on a lot of streets in Victoria, depending on in the area as well, too, neighbors typically won't complain because they themselves have suites as well. Suites are everywhere. Uh, it's one of those things that has been required in order for people to affordably own houses in Victoria. The first house that I had, uh, actually, my first two houses had suites. Uh, I definitely used the first one and had that revenue to supplement uh, ownership, and that was a very good thing. Um, going back to the legalization though. So uh, Victoria has them legalized. Victoria also has uh, nifty programs about carriage houses. So you can actually have a completely detached little cottage in the back of your yard uh, with a number of other criteria that you'd need to have to meet uh, that that could potentially supplement your income. Saanich now has uh, legal suites in certain areas of the municipality. Um, it, it is all over the place now. So, Getting back to your question, Stan, will making it legal increase the value of the house? Well, I mentioned a couple of minutes ago that it would need to be brought up to today's standards as far as the building code is concerned. That is probably the biggest limiting factor that people have right now, because it means. Opening up the proverbial can of worms, if you do have an older house and you didn't put the suite in uh, 30 or 40 years ago, you don't know what what has been done. You know nothing about the electrical or the plumbing that are in the walls. Uh, this basically means that um, you're going to have to rip everything open um, and do everything to today's standards, which of course is the preferable way to go. Um, the concern that people typically have there is the cost because they're going through the cost of basically building a brand new suite. And usually we find that consumers are weighing the balance of spending that money to get their suite up to snuff. Uh, And the big question is, does it change their rent? Like, If they're going to be getting the same rent with the upgraded suite uh, versus doing absolutely nothing at all, why would they end up going through that hassle of upgrading the suite? So, that's the first thing. Don't get me wrong. I mean, I, I do believe everything should be done by the book. I'm not saying here that you should cut corners. I'm just saying that this is what I find in experience. Uh, owners typically are weighing that balance between outlay of uh, improvement and what their monthly um, uh, rent is. The other part too is if it requires significant work, like ripping out bathrooms or kitchens, it could mean potentially losing a really good tenant. If you've got a good long-term tenant that has really been part of your Residents, uh, it would be sad to uh, to see them go. But the main question that you had was, um, will it increase the value of the house? Um, this is a really big question. Uh, we've had Amanda Mills from Mills Appraisal Group here online uh, a couple of times. I think uh, she would answer that question. My sense is. Uh, it's hard to justify the differential in value. Uh, does spending, say, another ten or fifteen thousand dollars upgrading a suite that already existed, does that mean that the house is another ten or fifteen or even more thousand dollars? I think that's going to be a little hard to prove. Um, so, from a value standpoint, I'd say it's unlikely that you'd get a really big lift. Um, the last thing that I want to leave you with is this. The vast majority of suites in Victoria still remain unauthorized. They're unauthorized use. Uh, You could call them illegal suites uh, as well, too. Uh, It is just a function of what's happened here in the marketplace. Um, Generally speaking, people can still purchase these homes. Uh, Banks will still finance them. You just need to know what the drawbacks are about legal versus not legal. Um, it is encouraging for me to know that municipalities have made the changes that they have just in the past couple of years that have made it easier for people um, not only to have suites, but to, to have suites in existence in general, because let's face it, the population of Victoria has grown we're up to 365,000 now whereas we were at 350,000 not long ago. Not everyone buys, so people need to rent. It's another reason why the rental market is very tight right now. It's almost impossible to find anything decent to rent. It is a good thing for rental stock. Uh, and again, it's it was a uh, good foresight on the part of municipalities uh, to enable this kind of uh, additional accommodation, but it must always be safe. It must always um, be a good place for your tenants to live, you know, without any hazards of um, electrical or plumbing or, or things like that. Stan, thanks very much for your question. Uh, if you, the listeners, have any further questions or actually any question anytime that you'd like answered about real estate, the market, uh, anything having to do with homes here in Greater Victoria, I'd be happy to answer them for you. Just go online and visit us at www.cfax1070.com or you can call us on our hotline, which is 250 414 6540. And as a reminder, too, if you are a podcast listener, you can download our prior shows on iTunes or Google Play. We'll take a quick little break right now. When we come back, we'll be talking all about interior design, starting with Daria Bunting from iDaria Designs. You're listening to The Whole Home Show, and I'm Tony Joe. Our show was brought to you in part by Denise Webster, mortgage broker with Dominion Lending Services, Modern Mortgage Group, and Lori Zorn, insurance manager for Island Savings. Today is our design show. We're talking about interior design, design trends, and a whole bunch of other neat things things having to do with your home. Right now with us, I have in the studio, Daria Bunting. Daria is from iDaria Designs. Daria, thanks for coming.
1: Thanks for having me, Tony. It's great um, to be here.
0: You, There's so much that you cover. Uh, yes. I've been mean, thinking about where to start. Uh, I, I think I want to talk about a little project that I'm doing with you.
1: Yes, which, sure.
0: Which is the fact that I have these uh, great 1960s vintage chairs from my parents. Yes, And they have been hacked up by cats that I had in the past. And they've been stored in the basement unloved for probably about 10 years now. Mm -hmm. Uh, And we're very excited because we're going to get you to basically refresh these. So let's talk about reupholstery.
1: Yeah. um, What I find with a lot of clients like yourself, um, you have a favorite piece. Maybe it's something that... um, been passed down to you from your grandmother or just has sentimental value and you really just want to update it to maybe go with your new furnishings in your space so that's a really good opportunity or a great time to think about reupholstering i do have a lot of people that will you know reupholstering a chair may you know similarly cost as buying a new chair but it's more about the sentimental value of a, a piece that you're really wanting to refinish or reupholster um i um so, yeah, finding that uh, great piece and then just redoing it and updating it.
0: Yeah, and especially, too, you know, I, I mean, it's come with me through, like, four different homes. And every, every home that I've had has had a sort of different design sensibility, right? Right, so I think now is a great time to reintroduce them into my home right. and and have them actually fit in to to my current design uh, taste, right?
1: Yeah. And so I've, as being at your home, I kind of helped pick out some colors and fabric that I thought would go well. And uh, yeah, so that's what I would do for, that's what I do for clients. So I'll come out and have a look and see if they're needing help on, well, what should this color be or what should it look like? Mm-hmm. I will... And you know, give my advice and help on that.
0: So uh, we've talked about sentimental value and, mm-hmm. and memories and things. I, I'm I'm thinking there might be situations, I guess, where people might want to upholster a chair that maybe isn't worthy of upholstering.
1: Right, and that can happen. And I. am from my knowledge of uh, furniture and such, I would definitely, I'm not going to reupholster something that, you know, is not going to stand the time because yeah. the body of it is really what you're looking at. A lot of chairs, though, you can redo all the springs and the foam and, and such, but there may be some that are just, you know, there's, it's just not worth doing.
0: Got it. Yeah. Got it. Now, the other thing that I, I wanted to touch on too, not that we're going away completely from reupholstery, is organization. Is yes. another area that you take care of?
1: Yes, I do. I um, help clients, um, you know, organize their home, but with closet design. Um, one of the main things, um, you know, if you've got a, you don't necessarily have to have a master closet and you want this, you know, if you don't have a big space, it can just be a small closet that could be looking for some storage needs. And really it's all about discussing with a client and figuring out what they want to store in that space and then coming up with the best design that will um, function and and give them what they're needing and give them more space, really, is what it's about. You
0: know, this is one of my pet peeves about new developments, whether it's condos or houses. Right. It seems like the closets are an area that they they basically cut corners on. Like you get these beautiful kitchens, beautiful bathrooms, and then you get the wire, uh, walk-in closets.
1: Right. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that, you know, that unfortunately does happen because probably it's near the end of the budget of what their, you know, projects on and that's where they'll go less on. Um, but if you've bought a new home and you have that and you, uh, that's where you could, you know, bring in someone like myself and, uh, Help you redesign to make it fit your space. And what's the pro-
0: what's the process? So when somebody says, uh, "I want to maximize my closet space," what what do you
1: do? So I would come out and look at the space, um, discuss what their needs are, and um, take measurements and put some ideas together, and meet again or send the drawings to the client and go from there. And
0: yeah, there's and there's so many options because the thing is, you got this wall where you can have different different heights of 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 the hanging bars yep. and the cabinets and pull-outs and all of these things, right?
1: Right. There's many options. Uh, there's really neat accessories that can be added, like for tie racks for belt racks. Um, you can have a hamper that pulls out. You can have drawers with different, you know, faces on them, um, from shaker to whatever your sort of wishes are. There's different materials that we can use. Um, and, um, you know, different colors to make the look to coincide with other, um, you know, other areas of your home. Um, yeah, so. Yeah, we're so here actually.
0: with uh, here with Daria Bunting from iDaria Designs. One, and I'm sure you bumped into this all the time. One of the things uh, uh, I see, of course, is the common use of Ikea cabinetry uh, right. for, for things like walk-in closets. But, of course, nothing fits perfectly because, you know, uh, closets right. are always uh, odd in different sizes and, and things like that. Yeah,
1: so that is the beauty of having myself come out where i can actually it's custom made to fit your space so you're not going to have to try and make uh you know like you're saying ikea cabinet um closet organizers to try and fit in a room where you might have a little end section now what do i do with that look about wasted end. end, yeah, yeah. Wasted what do you do space. with space yeah. yeah yeah
0: yeah because everything that you that you do is custom so you can custom right. build this
1: exactly yeah,
0: yeah. Now, and the other thing that I, I have to say just a little shout out to you as well too because you did uh, our little guest uh, guest bedroom closet. Right. And I have to say, it was a lot more reasonable than I had expected. Mm-hmm. Yeah, from a cost perspective and, um, you know, it's a very nice closet organizer. I know that we could have gone... Uh, overboard and spent more maybe on materials that right. would maybe be left for the the master bedroom. Right. Um But I, I just I have to say to listeners, they you'd be surprised how 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 inexpensive it can be.
1: It yeah definitely can be. It doesn't have to be extravagant. It can be simple to function for what you're wanting, or it could be extravagant if you want that.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know we often have people when when we're selling their homes they go, do people look in our closets? Uh, and the truth is they do. When you're looking at a home, they look in the closets, and if they see something that is jam-packed and full and not well-organized, that's not necessarily a, a good thing for a prospective buyer.
1: Right, yeah. And I, I suspect that most people will look in, for sure, the master closet to see what's there.
0: Yes. Yeah. Yeah, because that's an everyday part of their lives.
1: Yes. Yeah.
0: yeah. Um, color. Uh, you also do a lot of color, um, uh, g- helping people with color selections.
1: Yes, color consulting. Yes. Yes. Um, again I'm all about as my business name says I Daria designs yes it's a little bit of play on my name but it's also about being daring my clients to just be bold with an area of their home so color consulting I am a big believer at, we all have favorite colors why not use that in your home um, So uh, I love to do color consulting that's probably one of my favorite things because I love color and bringing, Some color into your home, into your life.
0: And I have seen this a lot recently. You know, there's been a lot more condos that have been coming to market in the past couple of years. And of course, when you have a new development in a condo, everything is white. Yes. Or off-white. Yeah. Uh, I'm looking at Amy's face there. It's like, (laughs) wow, white, come on. (laughs) Um, But on the other hand, a lot of people are spending uh, uh, time and, and basically redecorating to their own taste. And there's some really bold and nifty things that I've seen out there.
1: Yeah, you can accent just a wall. I mean, another way of even color consulting is also beautiful wallpaper is a great way to bring some color to that room. Yes. Um, also, I mean, with all the white walls, it really does show your artwork. You can bring in colors in other ways of, if you don't want it to be bold with the painting, you know, your furnishings, your accents. Um, pillows, things like that, to bring color into that space.
0: Yeah, I, I, I'm guessing here, but you probably agree with me. I think, well, you, you said you want people to be bold. Yeah. I think people are getting more bold now I with agree. their design choices. Yes, I agree. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I still because I start. I've been doing this for so long that I remember the phase of the new developments uh, being all peach. You know, and the peach (laughs) carpets and the white cabinets and the uh, peach counter. That's a phase, thankfully, that went away pretty quickly. Yes. Yeah. (laughs) And it has not aged well at all.
1: No, no. I just had a client that just uh, bought an older place and it's all peach. She came in and we said, yeah, we can fix that. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, of
0: course. Dariya, if people need to reach you, how do they do that?
1: They can reach me on my website, um, www.idaria.com. There's actually, it's I-D-A-R-E dash Y-A designs dot C-A. And uh, you can reach me through there.
0: That's great. Well, thanks for coming on. I'm going to take a quick little break here. And in a moment, we'll be back with designer Amy McGeechee. Thank you. You're listening to The Whole Home Show, and I'm Tony Joe. Today is our design show we just had on The air, Daria Bunting with iDaria Designs, talking about reupholstery, talking about closet organizers, and also color selections. We're actually going to get Daria back uh, after our next break for a joint conversation with our next guest, who is Amy McGeechie from McGeechie Media and Design. Thanks for coming, Thank
2: you so much for having me. I'm excited to be here.
0: Yeah, there's a couple of things here I want to bring up. Um, You're one of the founders of the Design District, right?
2: the tv show yes
0: yes um you are you also are involved in nkba which is a national kitchen and Baths Association.
2: Yes, that's true. Not a lot of designers actually specialize in kitchen and bath design. They can make it look pretty, but it's actually all about making it functional.
0: Ah, and this I know from the job that you did at a condo that I sold last year for joint clients.
2: That's right. You did a
0: lovely job of their ensuite.
2: Oh, thank you. And actually,
0: I saw it on your website as well, too. Yes, they um, were
2: amazing clients. It was a great job.
0: They are, and they listen, too, so I think they know uh, <laughs> when they hear this show, they'll, they'll know we're talking awesome. about Awesome. Yeah. And the other thing, too, is I remember you from years ago as a uh, because your role as the assistant director for uh, BNI, Business That's Network right. International yeah. here in town. Yeah. So you've done lots of stuff in the community here. Um, we were talking with Daria about uh, design, and one of the things that I want to talk about with you are, what are some of the trends that you see happening nowadays uh, when, when people are asking you uh, to help with their homes?
2: I think, first of all, it's really important to mention that trends are something that you should explore, but don't just do something because it's a trend. Um, You might end up hating it in a year and you've spent so much money on this. And the other thing is if you do everything based on the trends when it comes to resale, as you know, it might be totally out by that point and it actually will be a hindrance to you. So I think that you should use the trends sort of as a, a guideline, sort of something to inspire you and go from there. We're seeing a lot of people putting a lot of time and money into kitchens and baths still, which is always going to be one of the trends, I think. Um, we're still seeing a lot of white cabinetry, but things are changing a bit. It's not necessarily just the white shaker out there. Mm-hmm. A lot of people are doing more slab cabinets now and yes. then incorporating a lot of wood tones with that to sort of warm it up a bit. Yeah. Um, we're also seeing a lot of gray still, which I, that's one thing a lot of clients say to me is, "I hate gray." Okay, okay, that's you know that's a great thing to say, but when it comes down to it, there are so many different forms of gray. Um, a lot of people think of the cold grays that maybe have a bit of a blue undertone to them, but we can find grayses or other Grage. grays. Gray, yeah. Okay. So that's a mix right. of more the warm tones in the gray. Yeah. So gray is just a great neutral. And it's also what people are looking for. So don't rule it out completely. A lot of people are mixing it with the white. I laughed earlier at your comment because my entire house is white with a bit of gray. Even my dog is gray. Oh, great. And the great part about that, and a great way to incorporate those trends is through accessories and such. So if you have a neutral base, you can add these accessories. We're seeing a lot of people mixing metals. Yeah. Brass and gold is back in a big way and a lot of people cringe when I say that.
0: Yeah, because chrome was a big thing it up was, until a little while ago, right?
2: And brush nickel. Yep. But people get sick of things. Yes. They want to change it up. So we're seeing a lot of gold, brass and rose gold. Okay. And you know, we're still taking a lot of the brass out of the old condos. So a great way to incorporate that is maybe through accessories. Yep. Because that's easy to change up down the road and it's not super costly. Yes. And people say, you know, well, can I put gold with my chrome? Absolutely. <sighs> Mixing metals is extremely popular, both in fashion and interior design. So you don't have to go out and get rid of all the brass and brush nickel in your house just to incorporate a bit of gold or Interesting.
0: rose gold. Well, and there's a, there appears to me to be a lot more metal in furniture now, too.
2: Absolutely. Yes. People are wanting to incorporate a lot of texture. So you might get a sofa that has sort of a felt or quilting type fabric to it. And then you'll have chrome or gold legs on it just to kind of balance it out a bit. Yeah. A lot of it's about layering and texture.
0: Yeah. We're here with Amy McGeechie from a uh, design. Um, you know, just talking about trends again, just for a, a quick second here. Um, Every once in a while, because like, you talked about the gray stuff, and we know what developers are building nowadays. Like, There's a pretty um, uh, pretty common theme that developers are doing, whether in condos or in new houses or, or whatnot. And I'll get people every once in a while say, you know, I'm maybe not that keen on that look. I think it's going to date pretty soon. Um, I mean, I know. That's impossible to sort of read what's going to happen. I mean, what's your what's your thought about that?
2: Um, I think that it's really personal preference. Yes. If you get a certain genre, if for example, if you have somebody that loves the modern look, they're going to love that forever. But your neighbor might not like that today. So really, it's personal preference. It's not so much that it goes out of style. It's whether it suits the era of the home, whether you love it. And, you know, always keeping resale in mind as well, but really staying true to what you're doing in the design and the era possibly.
0: Yeah, and this is an interesting about about certain areas like uh, Fairfield and, and Oak Bay. too. Right. I mean, there there is the movement towards that modern uh, angular look uh, to the chagrin, I think, of a lot of neighbors who kind of hope that they would have kept in uh, a character style. Um, so, I mean, I've had people say, "Why are they doing that nowadays?" But I have to say, I don't think builders or developers would do that if they didn't if they weren't profitable in some way.
2: It's true. It's an ex- extreme high demand that West Coast contemporary look is what people want right now. And I think that it's really hard to maintain one particular style in a certain municipality. I think that's what it's all about is everybody having, you know, choice and having your own preference out there.
0: Yeah, well, there are some people that that uh, don't agree with that, <laughs> unfortunately. Yeah. Um, but it's progress, they say, right?
2: It's true. Absolutely.
0: Yeah, yeah. Um, In your process, so when somebody hires you to do a a design job, what does that look like? Like, of course, you need to know more about them, right?
2: Right, yeah. So usually what I recommend is a one-hour consultation, and I usually ask them to do a little bit of homework before that consultation as well. So that could mean talking to their realtor Mm -hmm. so that they can decide on their budget, um, writing out a wish list as to what it is they would really like to do, and um, maybe just doing a little bit of homework ahead of time, whether there's something that they really want to include and love that we can build around. But that first hour consultation is really a time to sit down, see whether we're a good fit, um, You know, to give as much information as I can before I send them out with more homework.
0: Got it. Well, you know, we were sort of talking about this with Daria because you just said working around things that are important. You know, you, you get these heirloom uh, or, or, or pieces of furniture or things that are significant and, they, and they're meaningful. I mean, this is something that you must see often, like doing a design around certain pieces, right?
2: And I think that's uh, one of the fears that a lot of people have of hiring a designer is that I'm going to walk into a space and say, oh, this is horrible. It all has to go. Yeah. It has nothing to do with me or my style. It's discovering what your style is. Yeah. And helping you achieve that. And it can be working around anything that you have and using existing pieces, all ex- existing pieces even.
0: Yeah. I, this is a really important point. And, and the reason why I say that is I've seen it before where people have basically said, well, I hired a designer. I just let them do anything or whatever. Uh, do you like the outcome? No, not really. And, and my sense is that maybe they didn't take ownership of the process.
2: Absolutely. They, and they were
0: not they were not enough of the, the integral part of what was going on and and. That's what happened.
2: It's true. And I've had a lot of clients, you know, when we first meet, I'll ask them, okay, well, what's your style? What are you looking for? And they tell me, oh, I don't have a style. I don't, <laughs> you know, like, I have no style. Yeah, so this good. is your job. You need to help me get there. Yeah. And so then often we'll work backwards and I'll say, okay, well, show me pictures of what you hate. What do you dislike? So even if it's just the obvious, like, oh, I don't want any pink in my home. Okay, that's a great start. And we start eliminating things backwards to discover what their taste really is because everybody has a taste.
0: Yeah, they do. and just people don't know that they have a taste.
2: Exactly, and it's really, it comes down to personal preference as to what your style is and what you feel comfortable in. Because the other thing is, it's not my job to create a beautiful space that looks like a magazine cover. Mm-hmm. It's my job to create a comfortable space that works for you. It's functional, and you come home, and you just are happy.
0: Yeah, and, and I think that's really one of the things that people are, uh, I, I think they get a little um, uh, scared of that, is that whole uh, magazine cover it's true. I want to be able to live in the place
2: it's true absolutely and it's not just about making a place beautiful it's also about making it extremely functional
0: mm-hmm. that's
2: the the whole foundation for interior design
0: for sure Amy if people need to reach you how can they do that
2: uh, they can go to my website uh, com, mm-hmm. or they can always give us a shout at 250-589-5810
0: Can you spell out your website, by the way?
2: Absolutely. It it is a tough one. It's uh, www.amymcgeachy.com.
0: That's great. All right. Thanks for coming on, Amy. We'll be back in just a moment with both of you after a quick little break here. Back shortly. Thanks for joining us. This is The Whole Home Show, and I'm Tony Joe. We're talking about design, home design, uh, and all of the things that people are always very curious and concerned about in their home, making it personal, making it comfortable. I've had on-air Daria Bunting from iDaria Design and Amy McGeechee from McGeechee Media and Design. Oh, by the way, just as a reminder, if you were fumbling for your pen and paper as uh, either of our guests were giving their contact information, don't worry. You can always find us online, either on the cfax1070.com website where you'll find us streaming uh, some of our prior shows or you, if you're a podcast listener, you can go onto iTunes or Google Play and download all of our past episodes. I now have both Amy and Daria here. We're going to have a conversation, uh, a continuance about conversation of, of design. Um, Daria, how long have you been doing this now?
1: I've been in the design business for 11 years. Yeah. yeah.
0: It, it must be fun. I mean, I see yes. you on a regular basis. You enjoy doing it.
1: Oh, yeah. I finally found my niche of what I should be doing so yes and
0: the thing that always amazes me I know Amy's gonna agree as well too it seems like a community that's pretty tight like you guys all know each other and and
1: oh yeah we and and we do collaborate together on projects at certain times when you've got somebody that maybe has stronger skills in a certain area um, which I think is great which I love about Victoria the it's a great design community here
0: okay Is, is Amy is that unique to Victoria or do you find that elsewhere
2: I think it's fairly unique to Victoria because of a couple reasons. We have the design school here, so there are a lot of people that graduate from that program. And it's, um, you know, really well known. And then the other reason is because, you know, we're the big little city. We really, it's all about networking and who you know and such. Whereas you go to a larger city like Toronto or Vancouver, there's so many people you just don't know. You don't run into each other and that sort of thing.
0: And that's the same as in the, the real estate business as well.
2: Right. Mm-hmm.
0: Um, how do you both feel about consumer options for shopping here in town now? Because that this was a weak area, um, you know, not that long ago. And you know, whenever I go to Vancouver or Seattle or whatever, it seems like there's abundant choices for for design shops. Um, what do you what do you guys think? Are we oh. doing okay here?
2: We are. Um, I've actually built my business on um, shopping local and alliances with local businesses. So I will always go to a local business first and try to source what I need. There's so much being produced here in Canada, um, even Vancouver, that we can do custom and get the fabric, sizing, solid wood, stain colors, everything that you need. And then once I've exhausted those sources, then I will go online or go over on the ferry or that sort of thing. And you probably find the same thing. Yeah, I find exactly
1: the same thing that uh, Amy said. I I also would like to promote local businesses here, so I will start there first. And then, I mean, from there, like online or take a trip to Vancouver.
0: <laughs> yes. Well, I mean so much commerce is done online now too yeah. and you know people are buying consumer electronics and little things online. I'm guessing it's a little harder to buy large pieces of furniture. Uh, and the other thing too is I, I don't know about others or listeners but for me if if I'm wanting to if I'm the market for a sofa, I think I'm going to want to look at it. I think I'm going to want to try it out. Absolutely. Uh, You have to do
2: the whole Goldilocks scenario because what's comfortable for you may not even be what's comfortable for your wife. So you have to both try it out, see what's the happy medium and also what fits in your space.
0: Got it. Uh, Daria, you know, for getting back to color consultation, because we talked about that a little while ago here. And that's another thing too, that I don't think the internet can do very well.
1: Oh yes, I agree. You have to see color in person, like fabric wise. Um, just recently, uh, a job that I was uh, sourcing some fabric and looking online and then, you know, went to go look at it because I always you have to see it in person. Yeah. Okay. It was a little slightly different, but it still worked and it's still the client was happy with it. But yes. Um, every computer is different when you're looking at color. So well, and
0: the other thing too is when you sent me JPEG images of some uh, fabrics. Yes, uh, it, it was completely different because it's the texture, it's the uh, you know the the pattern. Exactly, like you really need to 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 to. It's a tactile thing, right?
1: Exactly, feel, see, and touch. Yeah, for sure.
0: Yeah, yeah. Um, what are you both seeing, like as far as uh, consumers today? Like, it, are they? Do Do you see any sort of unique or new visions that maybe could potentially be a next trend. Like we talked earlier with Amy about about metals and about uh, gold and and um, uh, and brass. Are, are, do you see anything emerging in the near future? Tough question, I know.
2: That is
1: a tough question.
2: That's a really tough question.
0: <laughs> well, maybe the answer is no.
2: <laughs> I think that the main thing that I'm seeing that you know it has been. Uh, pretty popular in the past few years, but going forward, it's going to be even more popular is really creating those spaces where the family spends all of their time as in open spaces, open concept, and um, moving forward, people designing their entire homes around that. In renovations, they're trying to achieve that by knocking out walls, opening things up, but with new construction, it's really designing and centering around that whole interaction with the whole design of the home.
0: Well, and especially nowadays, when we're looking at infill homes in Established areas like Oak Bay or like uh, Fairfield or Fernwood where you're looking at a narrower lot, you don't have a big building envelope to work with. And oftentimes they they can't afford to have the formal living room and the formal dining room uh, and the family room off the kitchen. So we're talking about like a great room, right?
2: Right, and people just don't use the formal living room, and I think people are smart to that now. That why have all these extra rooms that you don't use? Make it more of an open concept or a larger space in the rooms that you do use all the time.
0: Yeah, well, I mean, I use my formal living room. It's my son's Lego area.
2: Oh, yeah. there right? you go. Yeah, it's <laughs> yes. got a function. Well, you don't want to mess with that. <laughs> no, but
0: you know, actually, it's it's an important point because like we have to force ourselves to actually use it.
2: And it's all about coming up with a smart design too. I think um, previously it was always about designing how you were supposed to do it. People are, with technology and all of that, they're designing around what makes sense for them and creating smart spaces.
0: Got it. We're here on the line with, uh, we're here in the studio, sorry, with Amy McGeechie from McGeechie Media and Design and also Daria Bunting from iDaria Designs. Now, both of you, Are you fans or maybe not fans of HGTV?
1: Oh, that's a loaded (laughs) loaded question. That is a loaded question, (laughs) yes. I am a fan of certain shows, but one of the things, though, too, I mean, a lot of, for people out there that have no idea about design, they can be misinformed by watching certain shows in different areas because things cost differently than, say, down in, um, Texas to compare to here so you're not like labor costs
0: material costs material
1: costs so that can you know a client can be assuming that they can get a kitchen done in a certain amount and it's way off for what we can do here
0: Yeah. Well, well, so I guess what you're saying is you'll have people say, well, I saw on the show that I could do this for this amount, right?
1: Yes, exactly. Uh Yeah.
0: Well, it's kind of it's the bane of the real estate existence, too, because it's oh they make it look so easy. And of course, the realtors are driving around and Rolls Royces and all that. uh, Not quite as glamorous uh, uh, here. Right. in in Canada. So uh, Amy, how about, how about your thought there?
2: Well, I think on the flip side, it's done something pretty wonderful for the industry as well, because it's made um, the knowledge and everything of all the professionals out there, like the trade of interior design, more attainable for people. And it's also created this um, demand When it comes to products, it used to be you maybe had five choices for faucets. Now you have 500 choices, which can be overwhelming, but that's what we're here for. But it really has given you more options and a lot more cost effective. Um, A lot of the HTV stars have their own product lines or they're putting things in stores that are much more affordable.
0: Yeah, as as a result of the demand. Right, Yeah. You know, I would agree with you. It it has it has put this whole topic of interior mm-hmm. design on the on the map. Mm-hmm. We didn't have that 15 years ago.
2: And everybody loves interior design and partially it's from watching the shows.
0: Yeah. Wow. You know, and you got me thinking as well, too. It's It's like the Food Network as well. Yeah, like yeah. People are way more into cooking now than they were 15, Absolutely. 20 years ago because yeah. they're watching all this neat stuff at the Food Network. And, of course, that means they need a killer kitchen.
2: Exactly. They sure do. The chef's kitchen.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. So HGTV is, is not a bad thing. No.
2: No, not at all. As long as you realize that it doesn't get done over the weekend. Yeah. <laughs> okay.
0: Yes. Now, there's a lot of DIY out there, the do-it-yourself kind of thing. And mm-hmm. I, I think so for design things – people might feel that they could do it all themselves uh, right. I I'm thinking here that they might want to have a consultation with professionals like yourselves uh, maybe before they begin I have seen some DIY disasters
2: it's true and but there some people can do it all so it really comes down to, I often, and I'm sure Daria will agree, just yeah. invest in that one hour consultation with the professionals, even if it's just to confirm that what you're doing is on point. Yeah, that and you're on the right track. And, and not making costly mistakes ahead of time. If we can catch something for you, that's your money well spent right there.
0: Yeah, I, I had one, I'm, actually it just came to my memory right now. Somebody who decided to paint a wall a very bold color, and it didn't come out on the wall as they had expected it to. And I think for you, Daria, this is probably something you bump into well, on a regular and basis. And I've had
1: that just not that long ago. And it was really, they just had the wrong tone. They had the right idea, but the wrong tone of the color. And I, with um, my color swatches and it showed them that, then all of a sudden the wife was like, oh my God, you're so right. And they did use the color that we talked about. And they were so much happier. So yeah, it's sometimes they're not understanding the tones of colors that I find
0: well I don't which is the reason why we need <laughs> we need people like uh, people like you yeah yeah um, how about favorite projects do you guys do either of you have like a favorite project or something that you've done that comes to mind on a regular basis
2: I think a lot of the projects where we've just had so much fun with the clients oh yeah. And they come out of it. They're so happy and they enjoy the space. And then, you know, a year or two later, they message me again just because they miss me or because you're so intensely. Yeah, you, you, you spend such good quality
1: time with your clients and helping yeah. them that you build a, a friendship, too. And, yeah, those I agree with Amy. Those are the favorite jobs where you're just really connected and. Because I'm guessing
0: oftentimes it can it can be a kind of painful time for people, too, because they're looking at like an upheaval of their lives if they're doing a redecorating or a major like a bathroom or kitchen renovation or something like that. Right.
2: Well, we're essentially in a relationship with them. So it's like any marriage. It's never going to be perfect, but it's coming up with a solution when the pressure's on. And it's our job to hold their hand and help them through the entire process. And some days they might not like me as much as they do other days, but we'll get back to that love spot again. Yeah.
0: Well, that's what being a consultant is all about. Yes. And being able to uh, identify for people things that they didn't know. Mm
2: -hmm. Absolutely. And renovations are one of the most stressful things out there.
0: Yeah. We talked about that a little while ago, how, you know, moving, uh, death of a loved one, uh, uh, pets, whatever, um, renovations are huge. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I've mentioned. Many, I, I am doing a renovation right now. I'm having a problem with our elderly dog.
1: Oh, okay. right. So there's yeah. that
0: factor yeah. as well too, right? But anyways, that's a whole other story altogether. <laughs> um, listen, uh, Daria. Again, if people need to reach you,
1: yes, you can reach me through my website www or three <laughs> <or www. laughs> w dot i d a r e dash y a designs dot ca and also. My and also can reach me by uh, calling at 250 858 0679. And you, Amy?
2: Our website is www.amymcgeachy.com or call me at 250 589 5810.
0: Great. If, if the listeners need any help in this area of design, please be sure to contact either Amy or Daria. Thanks, you guys, for coming. It's been a great show.
2: Thank you so much. Thank you so much, Tony.
0: Great. And for everyone else, thanks for listening in this week. I'll be here for you this time next week.